What's up, Thumpers? Welcome back to another episode of Hyper Heroes here on Hyper Rabbit Power Go. We are giving you guys a whole bunch of treats. We've got so much stuff. We did a whole entire episode talking about Marvel Studios, mm -hmm. big announcement, Phase 4, SDCC 2019. Mm -hmm. We just couldn't fit Phase 5 into that because it's just too, there's too much juiciness thing. in Phase 4, baby. It's a whole other thing. August, Augustine yeah. had to bounce, had but bounce. he's got early work done. Next week he will. There he is. Oh, shit. Cameo. There he is. Okay, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah, he's got work early, 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 and we're staying up late to bring all this stuff to you guys. Yeah. But we'll be sure to get his thoughts, kind of pick his brain, and I'm sure he will recontextualize some of these projects for us next week with our regular episode. But in yes. the meantime, what do we got? Housekeeping? Ooh, what do we got? Stuff? So first thing of housekeeping, guys, yeah. if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Hit the bell for all the notifications so you get updated on when we drop brand new videos. We're dropping so much stuff every single week. Not only Hyper Heroes, but we've got plenty of RPGs on Hyper RPG. Obviously, it's called Hyper RPG, role-playing games. Mm -hmm. So check that stuff out. It's been fun to be able to come back and now talk about all this stuff and get everybody's opinions on, on Phase 4 and potentially what's going to happen in Phase 5. Mm -hmm. Also, if you are listening on the podcast, jump over to YouTube, check it out on YouTube. If you're on the pod or if you're on YouTube, we do have a podcast. All that stuff will be available in podcast format because it's just too juicy to pass up. So quiet. So it doesn't quiet. squeak. You're good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> impressive. So the squeak it back. Nice. Oh, okay. Good. So the final announcement in the Phase 4 panel of Marvel Studios yeah. was a huge announcement, something that nobody was expecting. And I think the key to this was the fact that the actor was the one who came in and pitched this idea to Marvel. Yes. It wasn't Marvel going out there yes. trying, to, trying to seek this out. Yes. So at the very end, the very last thing they talked about in Phase 4 was Black Widow. They had at that point given everybody hats. They then, as they normally do every single year, took one giant huge group photo, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. But then at the very end... Kevin Feige always has something up his sleeve. One more thing. One more Steve thing. Jobs style. <laughs> One more thing, Steve Jobs style. And he, of course, mentions, we didn't even get a chance to talk about how we're developing and working on Captain Marvel 2, <gasps> Black Panther 2, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We didn't even tell you ab talk about Fantastic Four. Oh. We didn't even tell you how we're going to integrate mutants into oh. the MCU. Did but he say that, integrate mutants? Or he into said the MCU. He, he did he really? Yep. Okay, good. But we do have one thing that we can share for you. Two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali. And Whoa. at this point, I'm freaking out because you like, you're like, is this Cottonmouth? Is yeah, this Yeah, I was like, Cage? what's happening? What's happening? Is, this, oh is, is he, is he going to be announced as Reed Richards? What are we doing? What are we doing? How yeah. are we? What's going yeah. on? And then he turns to Mahershala. Mahershala, you brought your own hat. Yes, I did. And uh, what is that? Puts it on. Puts it up. Puts it on. Can't really see from afar what it is. But Camera the people up in. front saw. The people oh, up front saw. Damn. They were like, oh, no way. Just five letters. B-L-A-D-E. And then poof, the logo. Blade. Herschel Ali officially announced. And then blood as came Blade. out of the sprinklers. Oh my god. And you Can guys you were in a blood rave. You're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a pretty amazing announcement. A beautiful way to sort of end that panel. And Marvel is notoriously known for doing some sort of a surprise at the end. And as cool as Black Widow was, yeah. it was cool to get a hat. It was cool yeah. to see some trailer footage. Yeah. Or some footage from the movie, but to really just so sort of unexpected. knock you into Phase Five so without even telling you yeah. is is incredible. And there was some debate. Kevin Feige did debate whether or not he was going to announce Phase Four and Phase Five mm -hmm. or at the same time or in the same panel at least, yeah. and go through all five years of what they were doing. That would have been nuts. They do dude. have a five-year plan. So yeah. I personally am very happy with getting the ten projects that they did announce from Phase Four. Yes, I think that was enough. Um, we'll talk a little bit about D23 and what they could do differently. But yeah. in terms of Blade, later revealing, he did a few post-Comic-Con post panel interviews. They all sort of did, yeah. Yeah, th how, how he talked about, you know, 
we debated what we were going to announce, whether yep. it was going to be Phase 4 or 5 or just yep. Phase 4. But on top of that... Watch this, watch this, watch this. You cannot even hear it. It's so... Oh, my so God. So silent. Like a ghost. Ooh. Silencio. The leg move. Wait, 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 wait. You're not even going to hear a click. You're not even going to hear a click at all. Did somebody Dang. just pass by? Did somebody just walk by? Wow. We, you'll never know. Going back backwards down the know. steps. You'll never Amazing. know. Amazing. You'll never know who that was. You'll never know. You'll never know ever. But one of the nice things or the key things that they talked about was the fact that it wasn't Kevin Feige who was necessarily going out there trying to make a Blade movie. Mahershala Ali requested a meeting with Marvel Studios. Yes. And as Kevin Feige says, when Mahershala asks for a meeting, you take it. You take that meeting. And as soon as Marshall came in, you know, he came in and he talked about how much of a fan he was, mm -hmm. how much he loved the movies, which again just goes to show the impact of the MCU that Oscar winning actors oh, yeah. want oh, yeah. to be in this Yo, universe. Yo, Al Pacino loved Guardians of the Galaxy. He did. <laughs> so and I weird. think we will see him in phase five. <laughs> I really do think we will. I'm hopeful. Um, but Marshall Ali came in and he and he talked about he praised them for all their accomplishments, all their movies, but then yeah. all he had to do was say, But Blade. <gasps> and Kevin Feige said, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Which is what you do say when Marshall he comes in and says, like, I want to do Blade. Yeah. And you have the rights to it? Yes, you do it. Yes. You do it. Agreed. And they didn't announce it on stage, but it was released in the in the press release itself. Yes. They did announce that Blade will be a feature film. Good. Not deserves a Disney it. Plus series. The character deserves film. it. The Absolutely. character deserves it. The character has a long legacy in film. Yes. I mean, long a dating trilogy. all the way back to 1998. But sure. in superhero movie terms, that's that's, a long that's, time. that's golden age. That's, that's golden age, granddaddy. baby. That's granddaddy. That's, you know, that's 20 years. Yeah, 21 years exactly. Now. So um, here's here's the other thing. I know that it says right there, no comment on the rating. Yes. I don't know if he was asked and if he decided no. to say no comment. Nobody asked him. No comment on that. Um, here's what I want to implore to Marvel Studios. Yes. Doctor Strange, keep you PG-13. I get it. Okay? I get it. Not actively seeking out a rated R movie up to this point. I get it. You guys are the PG-13 brand. I totally understand that. I think that the thing to make Blade Blade is you do what that first set of films did, especially that first one, is you use the rating of R correctly, not gratuitously. And I think that you could do it to where Disney is happy, to where stockholders are happy, and all those assholes I don't give a shit about. But more importantly, to where fans yeah. are supportive and happy and back this thing. To where Mahershala Ali is happy with this rating. To where Wesley Snipes is happy with, you know. And I, and I don't think that Blade couldn't work in an other context. But if this MCU Blade pops over in another movie, PG-13, we're good to go. That's what's awesome about Blade. But in his own movie... I feel like needs to be R and would be an amazing and beautiful first MCU film to be R. Originally, I was pitching. I was like, if you're doing Deadpool and you're going to put him in the MCU and I think he deserves it, I think at least one time it would be so great. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, mixing it up. Keep that R because that's been consistently R. But I feel that if that doesn't happen before Blade does, I feel that it would be a beautiful homage to the history of Marvel and film to let this one nay and ensure that this one will be the first R rating and still have it be a part of what you guys have set up so far. So, like, that's my pitch, dude. I think it's so, so important. Mm -hmm. I think that um, – I think it would be really, really disappointing if years from now we heard an announcement, and Blade is going to be PG-13, but still really cool. It's like, no, man, no. Again, I get it for Doctor Strange, yeah. and I think that Scott Derrickson can work in those parameters. And I'm not saying the filmmakers and Mahershala Ali could not work in those parameters. I think they could, but – the way that that first movie used R, the way that that character was adult, the way that he, uh, the way that that movie talked about the world, like this movie needs to be that mm -hmm. and more. Yeah. Plus, yes, the violence, but it wasn't ever like, 
It never felt like it was, oh, cool. <laughs> it always felt like that's innovative, Impact. that's impactful, mm -hmm. that's gnarly, but it's like serving the story and it was like fun but not um, silly. Sure. And sometimes it was silly, but it was still like, oh, man, it's practical. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Like all of that and more. I would imagine that the people at Marvel Studios know, especially with the first one, and a lot of Guillermo's Blade too, yes. how amazing that first film is, those first two movies are. I'm sure that they respect those movies. I'm sure that they get what it does. So I'm just going to go out and say it. I feel like Blade's going to be rated R at this point. I've like convinced myself. I'm like, mm. I, don't, I don't see Marvel Studios sure. kind of messing that up. So I'm excited about it. On top of that, and I, look, we could, we're just speculating. This yeah. could all be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On top of that... I don't necessarily think, and again, you know the comics better than I do. I don't think it's that much of a necessary, I don't know, bullet point to hit that a character like Blade has to be integrated into the greater Marvel Agreed. Cinematic Universe. Agreed. No, no, no. Listen, listen. This movie especially, because it's the entry point into the supernatural yeah. world of the MCU, not magical, which we get with Doctor Strange, and not tech, and not everything, not sure. street level, not all that, but Blade really is the first one that is like, there's vampires, there's werewolves, like Frankenstein's monsters running around, there are mummies and they were cursed, like mm. zombies, like all of those things that you're like, no, that's not, but, the, but Blade is at entry level, I think that it can be such a standalone movie with kind of like the first Iron Man, maybe a post-credit scene, maybe just references to the larger world. Yes. You know that this is the world where people disappeared for five years. I would compare it know? to doing Netflix proper. Yeah, like yeah. doing Netflix version of Blade, where it can be more adult themed and it can have a more more violence. It yes. can it can sort of bend the boundary of what the MCU movies have done. Yeah, but it's still. It's still a part of that universe. And like I said, if you want to have that incorporation and that blend over, mm -hmm. you take Blade and you put him in another movie. He shows up in a future Avengers movie. Or he Doctor shows Strange. Up, he shows up in Doctor Strange. Yeah, or listen, if Doctor Strange shows up in this, that works. That yes. makes sense. Yes. But even then, it feels like Stephen Strange would need to be like, okay, vampires are real, I guess. Let me check. the. Yeah, yeah all right. I guess they're real. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. But it, it's it's honestly really cool that Blade is so on his own. Mm -hmm. He is not as incorporated into the rest of the Marvel sure. Comics universe even as I think other characters are yeah, and yeah. how kind of easier it is for them. But like I said, it's so much fun to see a character like Spider-Man mix it up in this world mm -hmm. where it's like, wait, vampires are real? It's like, yeah, motherfucker, and I kill him. Like, that kind of, like, where he's like, oh, my God, you said the F word. Like, yeah. that kind of, like, yeah. oh. that, that, you know, that Peter Parker has, yeah. like, no idea that this side of the world exists. Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. But, again, that crossover stuff happens later. This, is, mm -hmm. this should not be a crossover movie. No, no, no. This it is not Thor Blade. Ragnarok. This is Blade's yes. movie. He yes. deserves it. He earns it as a character, but obviously also Mahershala Ali. Mm -hmm. But it's also exciting because it's like, yeah, what – what if he shows up again later in another MCU movie? I think also be cool, one, man. one thing to keep in mind, too, is we still do, we also have Fox. Correct. Fox is characters. still – well, not only that, but we also still have Fox, the entity itself. So you're is, saying this could be like a Fox release in the MCU? It could be a Marvel Studios production, mm -hmm. but a Fox – Whatever, whatever. I don't release. know. What, I don't know what yeah. the name is going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just for for lack of for for a uh, lack of a better term, we'll just call it 20th Century Fox. It could be a Marvel Studios produced 20th Century Fox released Blade. Mm -hmm. So that that's their like workaround. Yeah, to, like, which I think could also be the case with Deadpool. How do you keep yeah. Deadpool radar going forward? Yeah, you just keep them part of Under the that part of the 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 20th Century Fox label. But just like the Sony Spider-Man Far From Home deal. Yeah. 
is that oh no, but that character's still in our larger world. Yes. It's just kind of its not. Own. And I wouldn't do what they're doing with Morbius, where no. is Morbius connected to Tom Holland's Spider-Man? They haven't really defined that. We don't even know if Venom really is. No. So <laughs> someone did make a good joke. It's like you know what? At this point, just just put Blade in the Morbius movie and let Blade kill him. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, that'd be great. So I, I think there is this that is like opportunity. Shazam New Line. Yes, where it's like exactly. but Shazam is clearly in that. He's world in the that DC yeah, yeah. universe, the film universe. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is an opportunity to do that, and I think you know, it's a bummer because had 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 we had the opportunity to interview Kevin Feige, obviously those are the questions we could have asked him. Uh-huh. But whatever, it could be a little too early for that. Yeah, and. That is the thing that kind of excites me is the fact that, okay, cool, Blade could be the first rated R MCU movie, but it also could be the first rated R MCU slash Fox release. Yeah, could be cool. You know, uh, cool. Uh, movie, which could be exciting. Mm-hmm. Is uh, there cool. any particular Marvel Studios villain that's been established that could be in Blade? Or do you think it's just like, no, let's, Listen, let's let Blade be Blade? I would love it if they went Deacon Frost and they did okay. a new version of Deacon Frost, mm-hmm. which was from the first film, because yeah. very different from the comics. Yeah. Um, you know, I would still love it if they kind of honored what um, – what's the actor who played Deacon Frost's name? Uh, Steven Dorff, I Steven think, Steven right? Dorff, what he did because he did such a great job yeah, yeah. and played off of Blade so well. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. I don't know, man. It really needs to be a vampire. Yeah. Like even if this so. first movie was like, no, he's taking down it's Dracula. It's reintroducing Blade to I'm a like, cool. much bigger universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, audience, that's, I yeah, say. yeah, yeah. So it needs to be a vampire villain. Yeah. I, You know, but again, if at this point in the MCU, if he's like Hammer Industries and Stark Industries and, you know – Rocks on and all mm-hmm. the stuff that's like MCU yeah. stuff. I'm just like, ooh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, like maybe like some of the heads of Stark Industries, a couple of the the, the board of directors, <laughs> yeah. vampires, like right? that, that whole thing. Right? You're like, what? Okay, Damn. he goes not? and kills him, and you're like, he's in Stark Industries <laughs> right now. This is crazy. What is yeah. it? You know, he goes into Oscorp, and we're right. like, oh, it's Oscorp. We haven't seen this yet, and he's killing some and vampires. That's how you can successfully, I think, build Blade's universe out. Yeah. Is he can still interact with yes. the the world that's of the MCU. He just that's doesn't necessarily have to be like teamed up with Spider Man. Like I said this is a blade that's operating in yep. a world where either he disappeared for five years or he didn't and half of the population disappeared for five years yeah. i would like to see that character comment on yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool you know to go from there for sure captain marvel 2 very yes. excited about it very excited we don't yeah we literally i mean again they didn't talk about any of these movies yes so we are mostly just kind of like spitballing our theories and ideas but obviously brie larson is going to be expect it will expectedly return mm-hmm. how could wandavision and spider-man far from home influence the move influence this movie mm-hmm. only because we're gonna have monica rambo showing up in wandavision yes and then the scrolls are obviously a big part of spider-man far from yeah. home yeah and what could what could carol danvers story be in a post endgame universe you know be cool it's again copying the formula wonder woman 1984 mm-hmm. where i could see captain marvel 2 being this like let's fill in the gaps 1995 until 2018 mm-hmm. where has she been here's what's been happening I'd be fine. I'd be into that recontextualized stuff. And, you don't you know. think that because of because of her having such a big role, or not a big, I shouldn't say big, but having a role in Avengers Endgame, yeah. do you think it's necessary? To do that, to fill in the gaps? I mean, I don't know if it's necessary, but I feel like, again, like the Black Widow movie, sure. kind of helpful. It would yes. be helpful because yeah, yeah. we don't have a lot of the context. And uh, But then again, it does keep us from getting a Carol Danvers now. Yeah. And with her new costume, new haircut, right. 2023, what is she doing? Right. And that would be kind of cool because I'd want to see that character interact with uh, Monica Rambo. Yes. And maybe in – I, f- I feel like Monica is going to be in this movie one way or that. Like they sure. can't not yeah. do this. It's like, going to be a character you know. that will transition from one division yes, into the yes, movie. Yes, yes, yeah. What. That's cool. Black Panther 2, Ryan Coogler, uh, Chadwick Boseman coming back. Could be the best one. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. How are you not going to love it? Great question you put in great here. Great question. So – Obviously, the comment that Kevin Feige made during the panel at the very end was like, was was actually stating, "We haven't told you how we're going to integrate mutants." Yeah. 
I think, and we've talked about this, I'm yeah. not sure which one of us, probably you who pitched this, yes. but the idea of using Black Panther 2 as a vehicle to introduce Aurora Monroe. I think that would be, I think in a lot of ways it'd be good and bad. I think the sure. bad of it would be you're taking things away from Storm. Yes. That she's not getting her own movie or her own story or whatever, and kind of setting her up to be. And it's again, it's like when when they paired Wonder Woman with Superman in the comics. People were like, "Okay, but that makes Wonder Woman Superman's girlfriend, and that makes Superman Wonder Woman's boyfriend." Mm-hmm. And it's like they, you know, and and in the case of Wonder Woman, I feel like it's a little bit more detrimental. Mm-hmm. It could potentially be. However, I feel that if they were to do that in a movie, it would still be way more than anything that's happened with Storm in a live-action X-Men movie sure. up to this point. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I hear you. Storm deserves her own movie. Storm absolutely deserves to be a focus of an ensemble X-Men film proper, and her character with her African background and all of that should be respected and mm-hmm. taken care of. But maybe this could be a good shortcut way because this is a prominent franchise in the MCU that happens to take place in Africa. Yes. And in the comic books, T'Challa happened to have known Aurora in their past. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Use that shortcut. Could be cool. Could be a great. But again, it's cliche to be like love triangle. Nakia, T'Challa, right. they're together. Oh, a storm comes back. She's back in the picture. And you're like rolling your eyes like, yeah. really? I get that. Do I hear it. New. Maybe do something new. Maybe it's that they were like childhood friends. And maybe they had a little bit of a thing. But now it's like he's with Nakia and he sees Storm. And he's like, Aurora, it's so good to see you. And she's like, it's good to see you, T'Challa and Nakia. That's cool. Anyway, I'm Storm. Yeah. You know what I mean? got like, my own things to do. Peace. That would be cool, too. <laughs> yeah. It would just be, I think, a clever and, and, and cool shortcut way mm-hmm. to get the ball rolling on that. So that, yeah, when, it, when and if X-Men happens, when Storm shows up, it's like, hey, I was already in a movie. That's yeah. how cool Storm is. Yeah. <laughs> she's already a part of the MCU, you know, before she's mm-hmm. kind of stepping into this thing. So that, that would be cool. I'd also love it if they did Namor or Doom. Yeah. Like, Black Panther is such an incredible creative team. Director, writers, everybody. That, like, man, if they tackle Doctor Doom, oh, if they set up Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. imagine what they did with Killmonger that was, like, a pretty bare-bones yeah. villain in the comics. Like, pretty, like, not a whole lot going there. If they got their hands on Doctor Doom and whatever they set up and cast an amazing actor and then been like, okay, now we're done with Doom, so, you know, the Fantastic have Four fun, Fantastic have them. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And the same with Namor. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really do think, I, I, for Phase 5 and beyond, I really do think that that is the way Marvel will approach introducing a lot of those X-Men Fantastic Four characters. Sure. It seems like a very clean way of doing it, but an also interesting and new way where it's not necessarily like, the first time you'll see Doom, it'll have to be with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. You can do it with a movie like Black Panther. Yeah. Even if you did Aurora and Doctor Doom, it's yeah. like, oh my God, we've now introduced... Two characters from both of these franchises yes. in one movie, and they'll be in and sep- now the doors yeah. are open because we got that with Civil War. Yeah, I would have said Spidey it might Black be Panther. a little too much, but yeah. they kind of beautifully incorporated yeah. Peter Parker and T'Challa yeah. in that movie to yeah, work yeah. for that story, and then spin off into their own very distinct vibes. Yes. So the next couple ones, I I don't have an answer for the last question, but basically Guardians Volume Three, we've talked about it. I, we know that now this is happening after Thor 4. Mm-hmm. We do think that the Guardians are going to cameo in that, and there's going to be no Thor happening in Guardians. Right. Makes sense. Which I feel like James Gunn's going to come in and take over with the Guardians looking for Gamora, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about Adam Warlock. That's yeah. going to be the At movie. At that point, yeah. That's a lot of movie. I, uh, that could be a lot of movie. Happening after Suicide Squad. Great. Here's the deal. Fantastic Four and X-Men, like you're saying. Your question is... Could Jonathan Hickman's new book heavily influence the MCU's version of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men? Here's why I think no. Okay. 
because Jonathan Hickman's comics right now, as amazing as they are, and a bunch of it was pulled to do Infinity War mm -hmm. and Endgame and that version of Thanos and the Black Order, and that stuff's rad. I think that Hickman's comics work best when it's like you got to know some decades of history up to now, and now it's Hickman taking it and taking it kind of to the next level. It. Here's the deal. The Fantastic Four, kind of, but especially the X-Men. I believe that Marvel Studios sees the X-Men as like, oh, we've got another 10 years easy out of just this franchise. Yeah. Easy. And I feel that it would be – because I saw some people talking about it, namely Bob Chipman, our buddy Movie Bob, yeah. was saying online, he goes, I think that new MCU X-Men are going to be more post-90s, like into the 2000s and now – X-Men comics than people are going to be ready for because a lot of people that know X-Men kind of stopped at the 90s, whether it's the comics or the cartoon sure. show. And they don't really give a shit about the sort of Jonathan Hickman or the Brian Michael Bendis or all the different writers that have taken on these like runs of X-Men from kind of then to now. And I kind of see what he's saying, but I feel like visually, yes, costumes, you know, like characters usage, totally. But I think that Marvel Studios would be foolish not to go back and kind of try to do their version of X-Men First Class. Their version of – because, look at, again, look what they did with Spider-Man. They went, we need a 16-year-old kid because we want to make three movies out of this kid easy, maybe six. And I feel that X-Men, you go back to the beginning, the way you incorporate them into the MCU. It's not the 100 characters. It's the 12. You know what I mean? It's the it's the five X Men, you know, teenagers, Professor X, some other minor characters, Magneto, some Brotherhood. That's your first movie, like very very bare bones, but their take on it, and it would still be. They're gonna skip some origin stuff like they did with Homecoming. We didn't see Uncle Ben die, but I feel like you're gonna get such a t a, a, a taste for. Oh yeah, the X Men is about it's a school. And it's superpowered teenagers, and it's about tolerance and bigotry and racism. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of meaty stuff here. This this, this one movie is going to be into a modern era. This one movie is going to be enough. And I feel that when when people gonna, are going to start to see what they're doing with it, and they see trailers, and they see, you know, and they actually go see the movie, that they'll go, oh my god, that was honestly the best X Men movie, mm -hmm. just because the movies up to this point have been action movies, but this will be like kind of like no, we're really going to the DNA of it. And people kind of like Homecoming, but I don't know if this really happened with Homecoming. Homecoming came out, and people were like, oh, it wasn't sad enough. Peter Parker didn't change enough. Peter Parker didn't deal with enough loss. And I'm going, yeah, dude, this is Harry Potter 1. This is not Deathly Hallows. Like, you're not getting that from the, Like, they are really going to take their time. And I feel that Harry Potter 1, Sorcerer's Stone, is going to be what the first X-Men movie is versus, like, are they going to do Dark Phoenix again? Are they going to do Hickman's no. like epic? Like, oh, are they going to yeah. do House of M Hickman style? It's like, no, dude, they're going to do Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone yeah. and eventually build up to, because there's so many great, I mean, the 70s with like Colossus and Nightcrawler and the Dark Phoenix saga, the 80s with X-Factor and Apocalypse, the 90s with like Onslaught, like all the different things that you could actually effectively pull off with a shared universe and building blocks versus oh, we're Fox and we're going to do another X-Men movie. Let's pull from this. What is this? Well, let's try. Let's do, we're just going to do an action movie. The what about the next one? We'll wait till the next one. We'll do Apocalypse then. Okay. All right, here's the next one. We're going to start off from scratch. We're going to – Marvel Studios plans their things out all yeah. of these years in advance and, and tweak their you know plans along the way. That's what I think is going to happen. It's not going to be – and again, kind of true again with the Fantastic Four to an extent. Fantastic Four, I would argue, it has – doesn't have great storylines, but has great characters, villains, and um, like kind of moments. And I feel like 
Marvel Studios could get a solid three movies out of Fantastic Four, and then they're done. But the X-Men is – this thing is – this is the never-ending franchise that mm-hmm. you can mine characters mm-hmm. after characters after – you know, it's a changing roster. It's this. It's that. Whereas FF, I'm like, yeah, I could see them going for their first Fantastic Four movie to, like, some of the earlier comics and maybe trying to capture, like, Stanley Jack Kirby. And then for, like, Fantastic Four 2, it's like, okay, maybe they've had two kids and they're, you know, let's kind of move it along a little bit. And, and maybe it's more like the 80s style and it's a little kooky crazy and Dragon Man and all this other shit. And then the third Fantastic Four movie would be more modern, like, this is it, final battle against Doom, and we're out. Mm-hmm. But X-Men is, dude, Deadpool, X-Force. Right. You know, New Mutants, mm-hmm. X Factor, X Static. <laughs> movie that will probably never come out. <laughs> but like, they could do proper New yeah, Mutants, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. really they're graduating class, and then here comes in a new class, and it's still Professor X. Like, okay, here's my new students. Like, yeah. you could get so much stuff out of yeah, that. So, yeah. Whew, all right. There's also been a lot of uh, these are all again just rumors, but yeah. apparently Peyton Reed really wants to direct the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, and apparently he's in the running against Brad Bird. No way, really. Did you hear about this? No, I did not hear about and this. And I'm like, is this? True, Real? Or is this like fans? Is this being like someone like, on a forum being like, "Guess yeah. what I heard"? I'm gonna pit these two to yeah. because these, those both of those are super ho- highly qualified directors yeah. to do Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see. I think I'd like to see Peyton more, mm-hmm. only because he's already played inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Universe's. because not to knock Brad Bird, yeah. but I saw another buddy of mine, Cosmonaut Marcus, on Twitter was like, "This guy already did a Fantastic Four yes. movie. It's called two Incredibles." And part of me is like, "Yeah, that's kind of why I don't want to see." Yeah. I'm like, I, you know. It would be awesome, but yeah, no, I get it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like I, I feel like it would just be inviting that comparison, and yeah. I would be like, I don't know, man, Incredibles is better than the Brad Bird's Fantastic Four movie, but they're yeah. so like. Yeah. What do you think about this theory? Yeah, uh, this is something that I saw on Twitter. I think today or yesterday mm-hmm. is Fantastic Four going to the negative zone. They get stuck there. <laughs> For 30 years. I don't like it. They're actually allies of Hank Pym. I don't like it. Then they come back 30 years later, and that's why they haven't aged. Here's what's fun about it. People really want the 60s Fantastic Four. People are so nostalgic about that era of Fantastic Four comics. And I get it. And I also can argue, like, Fantastic Four comics had never been better. Mm -hmm. You can make that argument. I hear you. But the reason I don't like it is because... In the same way, I don't want a a sort of plot ex- like plot reason for listen plot reason for Mysterio loved it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's barf technology, yeah, brilliant. I love that. Use the MCU, do that. Yeah, but I don't want a stone snap radiation, sure, huge surge of radioactive energy created the Fantastic Four. I don't want that kind of thing because I want the FF to be able to be people of our generation, mm-hmm. not the '60s, right. not four good-looking white people that are like of the Kennedy era that come into our time. I want four astronauts, whatever background, today, you know, maybe three astronauts and a kid brother, sure. whatever. But for, for, for the mo- message of the movie to be, there are people right now that, yes, the world is messed up. And the MCU is supposed to reflect our world. Mm-hmm. And the MCU is also on its own messed up because, again, people, everybody, half of people on Earth died for five years and then they came back. That's weird. That could also represent, like... Again, when Steve Rogers was talking about the world is ours, we got to do something with it. It felt like he was talking. I think it was a weird accent. It felt like he was talking about global warming. It felt like he was talking about Trump. We have everything, to do right yeah. everything. We have to do something. Otherwise, Thanos should have killed us all. I love that sentiment. So I want the message to be: there are people right now actively working in our world in science, going against the grain as they may be, like the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. originally did. But they still are people us that are like. 
qualified, heroic people. They don't have to come from trying to make a change from the. They don't have to come from the '60s to kind of come out and be like, "Your world is messed up. We're (laughs) gonna let's fix it." Because it's like I think the message would be more powerful if it was people today. Mm -hmm. The same with the X Men. I don't want the explanation to be, "Oh, when they snap, that's how mutants." And I'm like, I want the message. I think it's more powerful to go. Kids are just being born with powers. And the message is, what are the kids today going to do? The youth. That, to me, is what the X-Men yeah. could be about, is what are the youth going to do? What are, you know, the, the, the Parkland shooting survivors, what have right. those kids done? Well, again, that could be and what I think the also, X-Men you know, about. Exactly what you're talking about, Fantastic Four. I think it's an opportunity, again, to show how modern n- people our age, modern teens or adults, yeah. are really going out there and really trying to be a force yes. for change. Yes, Influence the future of what the world could be. And science. And I feel like and that's yeah. what the Fantastic Four could it do. It feels like every week there's like a new article that's like this girl uh, yes. you know in the middle of nowhere created a technology to be able to give water to everybody like yeah. that kind of shit where you're like yes good yeah <laughs> that's Sue storm <laughs> we should be more science literate we should yeah. be more science positive that's what the fantastic four could be mm-hmm. it could be going against this like anti-intellectualism movement that's happening often from corporations where they want to keep people stupid and they want to keep us happy and we're like hey man the planet's dying and they're like no 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 sh- 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 sh. it's fine it's, it's cyclical fine. it's cyclical yeah. and meanwhile like france is on fire right now with how hot it is yeah so it'd be cool if again if the if the people that are saying hey science is cool knowledge is important let's make the world better with inform like with with mm-hmm. just learning and making the world the better influence. is yeah. us and not people from the 60s yeah. that have to re-remind us exactly you know? exactly i think also Noah Hawley, who was supposed to be writing and directing the Doom movie, yeah. has talked about how he has had a conversation with Kevin Feige of how to maybe adjust the film and how to make it maybe work in a, Mar- in a Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. setting, especially now with the ownership of Fox. Yeah. I think if you don't straight out the gate do a Fantastic Four movie, you could do a Disney Plus series about Doom. Absolutely. And that's how you could introduce him. And then use that to then introduce the Fantastic Four. Because the beautiful thing about the Fantastic Four is, um, well, here's the deal. It's like I love the the, the Doom origin that Mm -hmm. is tied into him and Reed being in college together. So if you do a Fantastic Four movie, but they're like adults, but Reed and Ben met in college years ago, well, that's when Doom happened. And Doom this whole time, he's been back in Latveria, and he's been getting ready. So, yeah, the Fantastic Four movie could be them versus Mole Man. You know, them versus, I don't know, Annihilus of the Negative Zone. Like something really cool that we haven't seen. And then the second movie after that is like Doom shows back up. Mm-hmm. And the, the powerful way you do that, again, kind of way the comics did where they just like told you real quick, oh, by the way, uh, Victor Von Doom, this is his backstory. Yeah. You do a, a Disney Plus show, that could be dope. Mm-hmm. And especially if that dude did a, a, a um, Legion. Legion, yep. Maybe put him Legion, on that show. Legion, Fargo, yeah. But it's got to be an MCU set show. Mm-hmm. That could be cool. Yeah. Is there any other property that maybe is listed or isn't listed that you think would work really well on Disney Plus <laughs> to expand you know, the universe? That's a great question. Um, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see a Young Avengers movie, mm-hmm. but also if you told me like the same way that the Netflix shows were leading up to Defenders, if you told me WandaVision, Hawkeye, Loki, and at the end of that there's Kid Loki or whatever, are all leading up to Young Avengers, the Disney Plus show, money. I would be all about it. If you've got to go get Cassie as Ant-Man's daughter. Mm. You got to go get, you know what I mean? Like if WandaVision, are they going to have two twin sons? Because that's Wiccan and Hulkling. Like you got to go get these, no, not Hulkling, uh, Wiccan and, what's the guy's name? Speed? What was what was Wiccan's brother's name? The Speedster, the Quicksilver style Speedster? Speed? The superhero name? I think it was, was it Tommy? Was his real name? 
checking with Zach. Whatever, those guys. And then now we already have scrolls, so you could get a Hulkling. Yeah. Anyway, the point is Young Avengers would be dope. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is like, you know, whether or not Phase 5 will culminate in an Avengers movie and then using all the established Phase 4 and 5 characters. Also pretty quiet. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Wait, here, here, here comes bad. the test. I did not hey, hear a click. Nicely all right. done. All right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'll be also another interesting part of whether or not Phase 5 will sort of end off like Phase 4 with just a, a, a singular movie. Yeah. You could almost almost consider the X-Men to sort of be like a team-up movie at oh, the very absolutely. end of Phase 5. Absolutely. I don't necessarily think that going forward, Marvel Studios should feel obligated to always have to end their phases with Avengers team-up movies. No, no, no. Which no, they no. haven't actually really done since Phase 1 anyway. Because mm -hmm. Phase 2 ended with Ant-Man and Phase 3 ended with... Uh, 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 Hello, Spider-Man Spider Far, Far From Home. home. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yes, we always have Avengers movies, but I think if they do it, it will be new Avengers. It will probably introduce yeah. or at least involve characters that are going to be introduced in Phase 4 going into Phase 5. So we'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <sighs> man. A lot of good stuff on the horizon. The Blade thing is Say awesome. It. Yeah, man. Very curious to see how that plays out, whether it's going to be an R-rated thing, a Fox thing, or just a Marvel Studios Disney PG-13 film. We'll see. We'll see. But, guys, let us know in the comments below about your thoughts and theories on Phase 5 of yeah, the Marvel man. Cinematic Universe. Will we see the Fantastic Four, the X-Men? How will they introduce all this stuff? I'm very curious to know everyone's theories. Everybody has a theory, and I'm going to tell you this. The ultimate judge to see if Hector liked your theory, I'm going to like it. I'm oh! going to go through and read the comments. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, you right now. But they're not going to know if it's you. If I see you. any time travel bullshit with Fantastic Four, not going to like it. <laughs> if I see any... Uh, X-Men that are being activated, mutants, because of the Thanos snap, not going to like it. No, you got to give me just straight up the Fantastic Four that become the Fantastic Four. Kids are just born with powers. That's mm. it. But I want to hear your theories. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, but guys, make sure you guys subscribe to Hyper RPG. You can't RPG. tell who likes it, who no, likes the YouTube you comment. It just, it just shows right. like a one or a two All or whatever. Right. All right. I'll so. comment. I'll be like, good oh. job. Then that's even, good job. That's even more work. Good theory. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, but guys, make sure you guys subscribe to Hyper RPG where we're uploading stuff every single week. Trailer reactions, reviews, more Hyper Heroes episodes, RPGs, all kinds of stuff. And we'll catch you guys in the next video. Bye.